What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome back to Arrowhead Live. This is episode 24. I'm Grant, joined by my co-hosts Ori and Austin, and we are coming off a Chiefs win, 26-23, over the Minnesota Vikings. Um, so, real quick, let's just get into it. Um, the things that impressed us. Uh, first and foremost, Matt Moore comes out with another quality outing. Um, I'm not really sure that was expected. I knew we could get he could get the job done. Uh, but I didn't think he was going to come out and play the way that he did. Um, he played pretty well last week against the Packers, um, and then he followed that up with a fantastic performance against the Vikings, uh, controlled the ball, uh, didn't turn it over, uh, got the ball to Tyreek Hill, and uh, really just let our offensive weapons do the work and then uh, let our defense uh, control the control the Vikings' offense, which was nice. So what did y'all think about Matt Moore's performance? Yeah, I thought he did a really good did a really good job. Uh, we knew he was going to come out against a, a good uh, Packers team, and uh, last week he he played really well. Um, but we didn't. I don't. We didn't really know if he was going to be able to sustain that. But uh, he did come out. He played really good. Uh, the only problems that he really had were towards the end of the game when he started fumbling every other play. Uh, but other than that, he he looked really good. Uh, he looked pretty comfortable actually in our offense. I think that um, he really the the last game he kind of got just thrown in there. Uh, but this this time he was able to uh, know the scheme, know what we were trying to get done, and uh, get a win against a good Vikings team. Yeah, he was definitely prepared. Didn't look like he has been out of football like he has been. Um, definitely looked like he's been, you know, staying in the games uh, and been a professional quarterback throughout his entire career instead of taking a break. Um, you know, maybe he gets a call this offseason of teams trying to see if he wants to come in and back up for them. If he doesn't stay with us, you never know. I wouldn't be uh, surprised. But it sounds like he only wanted to be here, so I was very impressed. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, we brought Chad Henney back, and uh, Andy Reid never usually carries uh, more than three, or never carries more than three total quarterbacks between active roster and practice squad. And uh, right now, between Mahomes, Henney, Moore, and Shermer, he has four. Uh, they just brought back Shermer on the practice squad today. Um, so. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to cut Matt Moore. Um, I'd be pretty surprised if they did, to be honest, just because of the way that he's performed. And, you know, Chad Henney might not be ready to go. Um, but, you know, next year, Chad Henney is a free agent. And, uh, you know, he's getting paid a pretty nice amount. I think it's like $2.5 million or something like that to be the backup here in Kansas City. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they brought in Matt Moore um, after this season to be Mahomes' backup. Just the way that he performed, uh, we know if Mahomes goes down, he can go out and get the job done. Uh, and I'm not really sure Chad Henney could have done that. Um, you know, Matt Moore um, threw for, what, 500-something yards and three touchdowns over the past, or four touchdowns or something like that over the past two weeks. Um, so, you know, I mean, that's, that's a performance right up there with, you know, what we got from Alex Smith uh, over the past five years. So, I mean, it's a similar thing, and, and we know the Andy Reid system is uh, caters to backup quarterbacks very well. He's been very successful, and we mentioned that on our podcast before the Packers game, uh, knowing that you know we're Matt Moore will ultimately he's going to be all right. Um, it's just a matter of the defense trying to keep up. Uh, moving on to the next thing that impressed that was Tyreek Hill, uh, basically just taking matters into his own hands. Uh, he had 140 yards, a touchdown, um, and he just looked like him like his old self, um, you know, burning guys, diving for balls, you know, um, putting moves on people to get extra yards after the catch, um, so on and so forth. And, you know, Tyreek Hill, uh, he had a huge impact on this game. 
arguably the MVP of the game. Um, and, you know, he just made critical play after play. And, um, you know, so he went out there and got first downs when we needed it, got the touchdown when we needed it. Um, and, you know, that's that's what definitely what we want to see from Tyreek Hill coming off that injury. Um, so he's been playing the last four weeks. And I kind of mentioned this on the podcast or on the on our Twitter page. Um, Tyreek Hill is actually, if you extrapolate like his last four weeks, he's actually on pace for a thousand yards again, which would uh, put him over a thousand yards for the past three seasons, which is really a huge accomplishment uh, for wide receivers, you know, putting together three consecutive thousand yard plus seasons. Um, so hopefully Tyreek Hill can get that done, you know, probably earn another all pro or pro bowl selection. Uh, we'll just have to see, but you know, Tyreek Hill is Tyreek Hill and obviously he's going to step it up whenever Mahomes gets back. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we, everybody knows about his speed. We know that he can just blow past defenders. But what was really uh, impressive to me was his the way his hands on Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. You know that diving catch in the end zone. Uh, he had a couple where he did jump pretty much just jumped over him. I think I don't know if it was against Wayne's or Rhodes where he just kind of it was almost it almost mossed him a little bit. But uh, he's just been burning dudes. Uh, he, and that's just with Matt Moore. So when Mahomes comes back. Uh, they're going to get right back on track, I I, I would imagine, and um, the yards are just going to keep coming. I would be not surprised at all if he made that 1,000-yard mark, even uh, with the time missed and having a backup throwing to him for a little bit of the time. Um, he looked really good out there, and um, definitely I we I tweeted it out earlier this year, uh, this <laughs> earlier today. Um, he's definitely, in, in my opinion, a top five wide receiver in this league. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I was just sitting there watching the game and thinking about how he almost wasn't with a, with us this year and how people were talking about how he's just a return man and all this stuff, you know, in years past. And he's really excelled and learned as a player. Um, and he looks like a great receiver. There's no question about it. He's definitely a receiver. And I'm just, you know, really happy that he continues to have the output that he does, even though he's, you know, had a little injury or whatnot. But he's definitely a big part of our offense. And I don't, you know, see that going away anytime soon. Yeah, and I, I mean, you see it happening year after year with Tyreek Hill. Um, you know, little parts of his game starting to come together. Um, and, and now, like, the way that um, he's able to run after the catch, he always had the ability to take it to the house. Um, but the way that I see him putting moves on guys, you know, immediately after he secures the ball, because in years past, he would try to run before he catches it, and it would uh, result in a drop. We saw that happen time and time again with him over the past three seasons. And this year, um, we've seen him catch the ball, secure the ball, and then take off running and put moves on guys, kind of like what you see with Sammy Watkins. Um, and t- that's one thing where I've seen Tyreek Hill definitely excel at this year um, on those on those intermediate routes. Um, and definitely you know, has the ability to, um, once again, add another facet to his game where he's able to take it to the house uh, at any given moment. The next thing that was super impressive for me was just our interior defensive line. Uh, you had Chris Jones, who was moving inside and outside, uh, and then you had Tano Passio playing on the inside. You had Derek Naughty and Colin Saunders. Everybody just looked dominant um, on the interior defensive line. We didn't have a ton of pressure off the edge, um, but, I mean, that was kind of expected with, you know, Frank Clark and Alex Okafor being out. Um, but the way that Spagnolo drew up pressure from the inside was very impressive. Um, I mean, Colin Saunders and Derek Naughty just looked like grown-ass men out there. They're throwing people out of the way, um, and that was that was great to see because, you know, they've they've put it together really well over the past three weeks. Um, but before that, Colin Saunders and Derek Naughty were kind of non-existent. Um, and then we, I mean, we talked about it. 
um, how we weren't sure what the deal with with Naughty was. Um, he just looked soft earlier in the year. Uh, he wasn't able to move guys, and he kind of just like stood there and like danced in place for a while before the play was over. Um, but you know, Naughty has definitely stepped up his game. He's throwing dudes out of the way. Um, you know, he's he's destroying uh, running lanes, uh, and the same with Naughty. And obviously, Chris Jones looks like a grown man out there coming back after his uh, after his injury. Um, and he's just driving dudes back. You know, he sacked a quarterback without even touching him because he just threw the off the center into the into um, Kurt Cousins, which I know uh, people wanted. I think it was Ogba. Uh, people thought Ogba was going to get the sack there, but uh, they ended up crediting it to Chris Jones. So, um, yeah, those the way that those four or five guys have been playing um, over the past few weeks is just absolutely fantastic. And obviously, once they get Okafor. And uh, Frank Clark back, it's only going to get better. Yeah, and somebody that really impressed me that uh, you didn't actually mention in this one uh, was Mike Pinnell. Uh, bringing him in has been a has been a really good addition. <clears throat> He's been another big guy uh, to fill up those gaps. And I, I really like the way that Spagnolo made adjustments in, earlier in the year. Um, yeah, we were just looking soft on, on our, in the in the in, in, wow in the interior line and. Uh, that was something that we went into the season thinking it was going to be a really was going to be really good, uh, and now it's actually coming to fruition, and we're we're seeing them you know plug up the holes and um, stop big name uh, running backs. Um, you know, we I went into this game thinking that Dalvin Cook was going to have a really big game. Uh, you know, he still got us a few times, but for for the most part, we kept him uh, pretty bottled up. Um, obviously, Chris Jones is awesome to see him back, and you know getting sacks without even touching the quarterback and uh you know just doing his thing which we know he can do but um yeah naughty and pinnell and all those guys stepping up uh to fill in has, has been has been great yeah once our whole uh defense gets healthy it's gonna be pretty scary um you know the whole scheme is finally coming together we've seen that the past three weeks and i'm really confident in what our defense can do uh, hopefully hit their peak by the time the playoffs come around. But not only was the defensive line stellar, the D-backs were also doing great again. Charverius Ward comes up with a couple of big plays. You see Sorensen stop um, the uh, tight end for a third and seven when it was second and ten. That's a really big play at the end of the game. So I was I was really happy with our, our defense pretty much all the way around uh, last game. Yeah, and speaking of the defensive backs, I mean, they were just outstanding again. I mean... Holding Stephon Diggs to four yards, one reception for four yards is outstanding. Uh, Traverius Ward gets a ton of credit for that. Um, I mean, you saw him making huge plays all game long. Uh, and so, I mean, Traverius Ward is continuing to, you know, um, get better and better each week. And, uh, I mean, Thornhill, he struggled a little bit. We'll talk about that later on. Um, but I mean, outside of that, I mean, our defensive backs were great and, you know, Tyron Matthew, um, I honestly, I expected him to be making more big plays, uh, more impact plays, but you're not really hearing about Tyron Matthew. And that's not always a bad thing when it comes to safeties. Um, they're the last line of defense and, um, whenever you're not hearing about them and you're, they're not, uh, an issue, um, especially last year, we saw how big of an issue Ron Parker was. He was constantly, oh, Ron Parker's getting burned or Ron Parker's missing a tackle, et cetera. Um, you know, we're not really seeing that with Tyron Matthew. I mean, he's been a very sound player overall, um, and he'll come up and make plays at the line of scrimmage here and there. Uh, but overall, I mean, Tyron Matthew's been solid, and, you know, the other defensive backs overall have been really solid as well. Uh, we saw another strong performance from Rashad Fenton. Uh, he played well. 
Uh, he looked like a rookie at times, but I mean, overall, um, I mean, he did what he was supposed to do. Uh, Maurice Claiborne played a little bit and Mashad Breeden played a little bit. Overall, our defensive backs were great. I think they held um, wide receivers to under 100 yards again this week. Um, I'd have to check on that, but they gave up that one touchdown to uh, BC Johnson, uh, who's an undrafted free agent wide receiver. Um, and then I think the other two came uh, to tight ends or running back. So, yeah, I mean, had one for sure. Yeah. So, um, I mean, our defensive backs, you know, they just continue to improve. And the fact that Steve Spagnolo has dialed up more creative stuff in the front seven um, while maintaining the defensive back performance is really nice to see because that was one of our concerns was if he starts to sacrifice, you know, putting uh, guys in the defensive backfield to stop the pass, um, if he can go up and stop the run, if it will uh, affect the the pass defense negatively. And we've seen him make those adjustments and our pass defense has, has not had any issues at all. So, you know, hopefully we can keep that up. But uh, here in week nine, our defensive backs were fantastic again. Yeah, and I think that one of the most impressive guys is uh, Traverius Ward. You know, he's slowly becoming a lockdown corner. Um, you know, talking about how he, he took digs for just, you know, four yards, didn't really allow him to have anything going um, <clears throat> when he came to his side of the field. Um, you know, we kind of noticed it at the end of the end of the year last year. We're like, oh, this Ward guy might actually do, you know, pretty good next year. And at the beginning of the year, it was like, uh, he's maybe not. He had a game, game or two where it was kind of questionable. But, uh, yeah, he's getting he's getting back on track and he's been playing really good football. Um, you know, with, Thorn, with Thornhill, we, you know, we kind of talked about um, he he's going to have bad games. He's a rookie. So I can't you know, you got to hold him accountable still. But um, he's going to have those games. He's still learning. But. Um, yeah, I agree with what you said about Matthew with, uh, you know, you don't, if you don't hear about him, that's probably a good thing because you really only hear about safeties if they're getting burned. Um, but yeah, overall the, the DBs have played really good. Yeah. And, uh, the next thing that is kind of was impressive. I wouldn't say, I mean, it wasn't super impressive, but it was nice to see, um, was Damian Williams just finally making an impact this year. Um, he had that 91 yard run, the longest run in chiefs history, um, but I mean, outside of that 91 yard run, he, he really didn't do anything. Um, but it was nice to see him break that long run. Hopefully it'll give him some confidence here moving forward. I would like to see LaShawn McCoy get involved again. I think LaShawn McCoy is our best running back. Um, he's had his issues, um, uh, but I personally believe LaShawn McCoy is the best running back. And I just hope that, you know, Andy Reid can come out and find that balance. And, uh, you know, I, I want, I want to see him. Uh, keep going back to Damian Williams because I think Damian Williams is very good. We saw last year uh, what Damian Williams is capable of. Um, we haven't really seen it this year, but you know, with that, with last week's performance, he raised his uh, yards per carry average on the season from like 2.0 to 3.75. So I mean, basically, just from that 91 yard run alone, uh, he's basically turned his season around. So hopefully, he can keep that up. Hopefully, it gives him some confidence. Uh, we can get that Damian Williams of 2018. Um, you know, moving forward here. Yeah, and it was really nice to see that, uh, you know, it was obviously nice to see that he got that big run. I was really surprised when they said that was the longest run in Chiefs history. I, I would have been sure that Charles had a longer one of that than that at some point, but I guess not. Um, but yeah, it was nice to see him going. You know, you'd like to see him get a, even a little more involved, get some more yards um, consistently. 
Um, but yeah, I agree. I, I really want to see McCoy uh, get involved more than he has been the, the last couple of weeks. I know that he's had, you know, the problems with the fumbling and Reed doesn't want that going on, which is understandable, but uh, he's never going to build any confidence if we don't give him the ball every once in a while. Um, but overall, uh, Williams was ha- actually made an impact. Um, that was definitely a big mo- momentum booster in that game and uh, ultimately ended up winning. Honestly, what might have impressed me more than the Damian Williams day was the fact that Tyreek is just that fast. Because, I, I don't know, it, every every game he finds some way to just prove that he's clearly the fastest person on the field. And, you know, like he, they said, he reached 22.64 miles per hour on that on that um, catch-up to D. Williams. And, I don't know, it, it's insane. I couldn't imagine being that fast and, you know, actually being able to put it to good use like he does. Yeah, and I, I don't even think he was running full speed, to be honest. Because, like, whenever you saw him, like, he blew by the cornerback. And then whenever you saw him... uh catch up to Damian Williams, he basically started jogging. And yeah. Damian Williams was running full speed. Uh, so, you know, I was like, I don't even know, like, what Tyree Kill's top speed is. I want to see him, like, try to outrun some guys. Like, hopefully I see we see him catch the ball this week and, like, have to outrun a Dory Jackson who's, you know, an elite speed guy. Um, I don't know. I I just want to see, like, the, the next-gen stats. I want to see if Tyree Kill can hit 23 miles per hour because I, I don't think anybody's ever hit 23 miles per hour on next-gen um uh, you know so i honestly i wouldn't be surprised if he could hit 24 miles per hour because tyree kills just that freaky um but you know we'll have to see um i think he'll do it eventually i think eventually we'll see tyree kill um but he, he's just never had to hit that top speed because very few guys can you know run 21 and a half miles per hour um and so tyree kill is just jogging out there and he's out running dudes um for touchdown so um moving on to the things that disappointed um, our linebackers are still struggling to cover line or running backs. It wasn't as bad as weeks past. I mean, we didn't have an Aaron Jones type performance out here last week from Dalvin Cook, but he did have like 60 or 70 yards. Um, and, you know, that's something that we definitely need to crack down on. He had one really big uh, reception. So, you know, that that lended to, you know, his his production quite a bit. Um, he did have a 100 yard day um, overall. But, you know, all in all, um, you know, we pretty much shut down Dalvin Cook. We did what we could um, against him. But I'd still like to see our linebackers um, tighten it up on the running backs there. Um, and we saw, you know, Daniel Sorensen, uh, we kind of saw what they were doing with him, uh, with guys catching out of the backfield. Um, so Daniel Sorensen was coming up there and making plays. Uh, and that's that's definitely just what we want to see over and over again. I mean, obviously, I know like people are gonna break screens and stuff like that. It's it's gonna happen, but um, you know, I'd like to see them shut some guys down here going forward. A guy that I'm definitely keeping my eye on next week, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, is Derrick Henry. Uh, Derrick Henry is one of those guys that can break off a long run at any given time. He's 240 pounds, um, and he runs a four or five. So. Um, I believe he had a 75-yard reception uh, receiving touchdown in week one. Uh, so you definitely don't want to see that happen because the Titans have given us fits, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to shut that down. So our linebackers definitely need to step it up and uh, start covering these linebackers a little or running backs a little bit tighter. Yeah, and they've been they've been doing uh, better with uh, helping on run defense, and it's definitely helped to have Raglan back. Um, and it, but. And when it comes to the passing, uh, especially against the wide receiver, or sorry, running backs, uh, they need to they need to start figuring out the screens. They do the same screens over and over again, and they still look lost. They they're they're following the receivers, um, and then they have just have t- 
10, 15 yards that they just get to run free without with the linebackers even anywhere near them. So they need to they need to put in the work uh, and they need to study those screenplays that they're going to be using because I'm sure they're going to use them with Derrick Henry next <clears throat> next week and uh, it's going to become a problem if they don't end up start you know reading those things before the, before the play actually happens. Yeah, and it's going to be a bigger um, a bigger deal for the linebackers to be able to jump the passes and get in there and break them up before Henry can get the ball into his hands because once he gets the ball in his hands, he's just way too big and it's probably going to take one or two tacklers or at least two tacklers to bring him down. So hopefully Spags figures something out and sees something in you know their offensive scheme to where we can be able to jump the passes and get there before Henry establishes a good um, you know possession of the ball. But if that happens, it's going to be probably pretty bad for our defense, and there's probably going to be some pretty big, uh, some pretty big receptions for Henry. Yeah, I mean, we just definitely need. I think it's like a reaction thing. I think um, our linebackers just aren't recognizing. Um, the screens or recognizing the running backs um, out there. Um, you know, they're not, I don't know why. I think they're just not manning up on the running backs. I don't, I don't know, but it seems like the running backs, like you said, are just wide open every single time. There's just nobody even close to them. And so, I mean, hopefully Spagnola will be able to figure something out and, you know, tighten up on those guys. Moving on to the next thing that disappointed was uh, just Hardman's fumbling issues. I mean, we've seen him struggle to hang on to the ball. Uh, so he had the return where he fumbled it, uh, coming there at a half. Um, and it was definitely could have been a turning point of the game, but the Chiefs hung on and, you know, got the win, obviously. But, um, you know, Hardman he fumbled that ball at a critical time. And we've seen him catch balls um, and struggle to hang on to him. I don't I don't think he's had any drops this year, um, but he double catches a lot. And, you know, that's something that he's – we saw that happen with Tyreek Hill early in his career. Tyreek Hill used to double catch a lot, and he still does. Um, but, you know, McCall Hardman – uh, hopefully we'll be able to see him, you know, take that same progression that Tyreek Hill had um, and be able to hang on to the ball a little bit better. Yeah, and the thing is, is that everybody, I'm a really big Hardman fan. Uh, I don't disagree that he needs to not fumble it. Uh, that's definitely on him and, you know, just learning those techniques. But it's just, it's a little odd that we've seen this problem with so many of our returners when Tobe is supposed to be one of the better, uh, you know, special teams coaches in the league. We've seen it with that. Uh, don't know why <laughs> he's out of here now, but um, we've seen it with him. We've seen it with Tyreek. We've now now we're seeing it with Hardman. Um, it's just a little it's a little odd that he did, isn't getting on them as much as as you'd think he would. Uh, but it's yeah, he definitely needs to figure it out because um, he's, we can't have him back there. He's gonna be a liability. I think he'll figure it out. But it, like I said, it's just it's a little odd that we have this problem recurring every every year. I think it just goes back to the fast. To the fact that he's way too fast for his own good. Um, you know, he's moving too fast whenever he catches that. That's why he's double catching. I don't really know how to explain the fumbles on uh, returns, but I, I, he'll he'll get better. You know, he's a rookie. It's just, you know, he needs time to grow, needs time to learn. And I don't think it'll be a recurring problem in, you know, his next few years. So I'm not as worried about it as, uh, you know, probably Reed is about McCoy's fumbling just because he's a veteran but you know it did almost hurt us big time so and I, well i think one of the one of the one of the problems with this is is that when he was at georgia they let him take out anything he is he could outrun almost anybody on the college field so you know he he's, would be more likely to take those and then just sprint away from him because he could just run past anybody uh but that's not the case in the nfl guys know how to take angles better guys are faster in the nfl uh, and that definitely goes into a lot of it is just the way it is. 
Yeah, and I mean, the one that he fumbled this week, um, I mean, I don't, he should have hung on to it, obviously. Like, you should never fumble. But, I mean, the one, it was just a perfect play. Um, I mean, he got hit right there on the elbow. He he had the ball securely. Um, it just, he just got hit right there on the elbow, and it was just a perfect spot to put your helmet. Uh, and, I mean, that's what that's what defensive coaches and special teams coaches teach is, is to put your helmet on the elbow there and pop the ball out. So, I mean, if, if you're going to fumble one, that's going to be one that you need to fumble. Uh, not like what LaShawn McCoy has been fumbling where he's carrying the ball loosely and um, barely hanging on to it and, and, and fumbling it like that. So, I mean, I think Hardman will figure it out. Um, that's definitely a correctable issue. So, you know, moving forward, I'll think, I think Hardman is going to be okay um, in, in the fumbling department. Um, you know, we kind of mentioned this earlier, um, just the fact that Andy Reid's not using LaShawn McCoy uh, it's been disappointing. Uh, we've seen them go back and forth week after week. So whenever one running back struggles, it seems like Andy Reid just goes completely away from that running back uh, and goes to the other one. So I think, uh, you know, Damian Williams, he's probably going to get the start this week. Damian Williams has the hot hand now. Um, but if he makes a mistake, uh, who knows? Andy Reid's probably going to go back to LaShawn McCoy uh, like he has been and and so on and so forth. So, Hopefully Andy Reid will find a nice balance between McCoy, uh, Damian Williams, Daryl Williams. And honestly, I would like to see Darwin Thompson start to get some touches, um, even if it's one or two a game. Um, just because, I mean, LaShawn McCoy and Damian Williams, they haven't been great. I mean, they haven't done anything that makes you say, yeah, that guy needs to be the workhorse here in Kansas City. Um, and since we haven't seen that, I'd like to see Darwin Thompson get some touches. Uh, he was inactive last week. And I'm not sure he's going to get a ton of touches or that he's even going to be active much, you know, here going forward, barring injuries. Um, but, you know, he can't he doesn't really play special teams. Um, and that's part of the reason why he's been inactive. But, um, you know, like I said, I'd like to see Reed uh, get the ball in Darwin Thompson's hands because we know that he's capable of, you know, breaking some long runs and making big plays. We saw that in the preseason. Uh, so we know what he's capable of as well. Yeah, I think we need to start. Uh, I know it's it's hard to trust some trust a guy after they f- had some fumbling issues, but like I said earlier, you need to, you need to use them so they can uh, you can build his confidence back up. You need to switch in between. Somebody that would I would also like to see a little bit more of is um, Darrell Williams, especially in plays where it's on you know like goal line, those type of deals. Um, you know, third and one. Uh, I've they they put McCoy in there or Williams and they don't go anywhere. Um, I think that if you put Daryl Williams in there. Uh, he can get those tough yards. He's a little bit of a bigger back. Um, and, and he just kind of power. So um, I'd like to see him get some more touches and just spread it, spread it out. You don't need to just pick one and go with them the whole, the whole game every week. You can just, we have them for a reason so we can use them all. Um, and definitely moving on. Uh, hopefully he can do that a little better. Okay. So moving on to the next thing that disappointed uh, this was Juan Thornhill's worst week overall um, as in his rookie season. Uh, he graded out with a 45.3, according to PFF, and he gave up two touchdowns. Uh, one was to a tight end, and I believe the other one was to BC Johnson there over the middle. Um, so, I mean, hopefully, I, n- I know we've seen Thornhill um, have his struggles. Um, he hasn't been a great tackler this season. He's missed some tackles. Um, but, you know, hopefully we can see Juan Thornhill uh, learn from his mistakes this week um, and, you know, rec- recover from a game in which he gave up two touchdowns. 
Um, you know, we've seen Juan Thornhill be great here in Kansas City. Um, so hopefully he can continue that pace um, and, and step it up and, and learn from these mistakes last week. Yeah, I'm not worried. It's just like the Meikle thing. He's a rookie. You know, he's going to have some off games. He's still trying to learn and adjust to the speed of play in the NFL and the, uh, you know, the overall talent level of the players here. So um, I, he'll learn from it. And I think, you know, maybe Tyran talks to him after the game and, you know, make sure he doesn't take it too hard, but also that he learns from his mistakes. And, you know, we've got veteran guys in the locker room who can talk to him and hopefully work him through, um, you know, just having a down game. Yeah, and I think having having Matthew there will give him some veteran experience to, uh, you know, help him learn from his mistakes. Like we said, we've all said he's a rookie. He'll make mistakes. Even the best safeties get burnt sometimes. You know, tight ends are hard to cover over the middle occasionally. Uh, but he's been playing. He's been playing really good. I think that, um, you know, if if we would uh, look at the draft and when we first got him that and we told him this is how he's going to have been played through the for the first part of the year, I think we we would take it. I think we'd be okay with it. Um, he's been playing really good. Occasionally, you'll make mistakes, and that's just how the game goes. Um, kind of moving on to the next thing was that was pretty annoying uh, that we talk about almost every week. It feels like is that Andy Reid decided to call a run on second and long. It doesn't make any sense to me and I think anybody else, judging by the feed on Twitter, every time he does it. You know, I know it's, it's easy to sit back on your couch and call the plays, but it makes absolutely no sense to run it on second and 17. I don't know what it was this week, but that's what it was the previous week. I think it was around the same this week. It was like seven, second and 13, I believe. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. It, they don't get anywhere. Then we're sitting, sitting there looking down the barrel with third and 11. It, it doesn't make any sense. I get that you're trying to make it a little, um, a little less hard on third down, but apparently – I mean, if, if any defense would sit there and look at the scouting report for that week, they're going to know he's running on third down or second down long. So it's just, it's just kind of ridiculous at this point. Yeah. And I mean, if we had the Dallas Cowboys offensive line and Ezekiel Elliott, I would understand it because uh, I mean, Ezekiel Elliott's going to pick up six yards, you know, in a situation like that. And he's going to make the third down more manageable. He's going to turn a second and 13 uh, into a third and seven or third and six. Damian Williams and LaShawn McCoy, most of the time, those guys especially with the injuries along the offensive line. You know, Andrew Wiley's coming back from injury, uh, but we just lost uh, LDT. Um, and then we switched Wiley and Rankin. So Rankin, Rankin stayed over there at left guard, um, and then we moved Wiley over at right guard. And, you know, so we're mixing things up, um, and I just don't understand what you expect to gain from running the ball up the middle um, on, on a second and long situation. Um, if, if you're going to do it... Um, Excuse Ori's dog. Um, if you're going to do it, um, just like, I don't know, try to get creative with something. Um, if you're going to, if you're going to do it, just, uh, I, I don't know, just get creative, I guess, with the run um, and, and stop just, you know, running ISO um, runs up the gut on second and long. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, what do you guys think about it? I, I mean, run a double reverse before you run a, a run up the gut. I don't care if you're running a double reverse and you're trying to get, you know, trying to throw something different at teams. 
but it's the most aggravating part. One of the most aggravating parts of every game the past few weeks is just, you know, sitting back in on a second and third. Anytime it's second and more than eight, I just sit back and I'm waiting for him to run it. So our running backs are not good enough to where you can do that. Like you said, neither is our O-line right now. It's beat up, um, especially when, I mean, Matt Morris played great. There's no reason that he can't throw and pick up good six or seven yards. And especially when we have Mahomes, there's no reason he can't pick up 13 or 14 right then. So it doesn't make sense to me. Hopefully he stops, or if he does, he throws in some kind of trick play, uh, maybe a flea flicker since teams know it's coming now. But uh, I don't know. I would I would love for it to stop so I can stop having my Twitter blow up every time he does it. Yeah, and, and I mean, I understand if, if we didn't have weapons um, – on the outside that weren't capable of, you know, crazy yards after the catch, um, I would get it. I mean, but we do. And we have McCole Hardman, we have Tyreek Hill, and we have Sammy Watkins. We have Travis Kelsey. All four of those guys um, are capable of taking a screen pass to the house. Um, so if, if you're going to if you're gonna run a play uh, that has low percentage, um, you know, yards gained, um, why not run a similar play that, um, you know, can open things up a little bit? Um, if you're going to get sit there and get two or three yards, um, at least try to get two or three yards, you know, an easier way than you're going to get two or three yards by, you know, pounding a running back up the middle. I don't know. It just, there's probably some statistics behind it. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it personally. Andy Reid keeps doing it. Um, the analytics guys on Twitter don't agree with it. So We'll just have to see how Andy Reid adjusts to that going forward. So let's get into our Week 10 matchup, the things to watch against the Titans. First and foremost, is Mahomes going to return? I think he is going to return. Um, I think he's going to play. He looks good. Uh, it'll be 24 days since the injury um, on Sunday. So um, that's about even with what uh, we expected. We expected three to four weeks, um, and that's right there in the middle. So I think Mahomes is going to return, um, and I think he's going to come back with you know all of his weapons, uh, and I think he's going to tear up the Titans. Yeah, I agree. Uh, he's, every video we see of him, he's you know running around, dancing. Uh, every, every time they I, – I think he would have been fine going in the, fir- the first week coming back. Honestly, I, I mean, obviously you don't want to do that because of re-injury, but uh, this is now the third game. I don't think that there's anybody that's going to be able to stop Mahomes from coming out there this week. Uh, he, he, you know, he's itching to get back out there. He's a competitor. Um, yeah, I, I, I think for sure he'll be back this week. I would be very surprised if he didn't. Uh, the only thing I could see is that is if uh, the coaching staff knows, you know, some type of uh, knowledge about his his knee uh, that we don't. And they're going to give more another start just because he's been playing uh, pretty decent. Um, I, but I, I really think that he'll be back this week and he'll probably destroy the Vikings. Or, sorry, Titans. I swear I saw on Twitter some someone um, was with Therese and he was saying that there's a 100% chance Mahomes plays on, on Sunday. Um, and that they knew that the whole week, but they, were, they had to wait until after the Vikings game to um, put it out there. So uh, in my mind, there's no question that he's playing. Um, same thing with the you know fantasy guys. Matt Moore isn't even projected for points, and normally they know what's up, um, just for money reasons. So, I uh, I mean, I honestly wouldn't be too upset if Mahomes didn't play, 
just because Matt Moore has clearly, you know, done well in the offense, and I don't feel like the Titans pose as big of a threat as the past two teams we've played. But, you know, if he's ready, go ahead and get run him out there, give him like a, you know, a bit of an easier game to warm up to um, with his, you know, new, I don't know how his knee's working or his ankle, but, you know, give him a little bit of a warm up for the rest of the season. And then we have the bye so that he, you know, completely gets better. So it's, I mean, I wouldn't be mad either way. Yeah, I think, I think we need to, I think he needs to play this week and here's why. Um, you know, you go one game against, say he sits out this week, you go one game against the Chargers, um, and then you go into a bye week, um, and then he comes out of the bye week and he has, you know, he has to finish the rest of the season. I think he needs to play because he needs to develop a little bit of a rhythm, uh, going into the bye week. I think it'll be good for him to get back into the, into the groove of things, um, and get going there against the Titans, build up some confidence, uh, and then go into the Chargers, uh, you know, in Mexico and, and get that, hopefully get that win as well. And also I hate playing the Titans. We've had issues against the Titans the past few years. Um, and I don't even want to jack with this game. The Titans have always been a trap game for us. And I don't even want to jack with that. Like just go out there, play your game, beat the Titans and move on. Like you want to be like full force. I don't want to have to be setting guys, um, because you want to let them rest or whatever. Um, I want to go out here against the Titans with a full team, um, 100%, and and go out there and you know beat the piss out of them on the road uh, before we head to Mexico to face the Chargers. Um, moving on to the next thing, kind of you know transitioning here, um, we have return of potential return of other key players as well, uh, Clark Fisher, Fuller, LDT, um, possibly Okafor as well. Um, those are really the five guys, uh, and. I think they all have a chance of returning this week. I think Fisher, they're really sitting there. They were holding out him uh, for the return of Mahomes. Uh, so hopefully he's good to go. Fuller had that hand issue. I, he's probably, if he plays, he's probably going to play with a cast uh, or a club like he did last year uh, whenever he had the thumb issue as well. Um, LDT had the ankle issue. Uh, so hopefully he'll be good to go. You know, that's usually a two-week recovery. Um, so I think he'll be all right. And then Frank Clark. Uh, finished last week as a limited participant, um, was questionable for the game against the Vikings, didn't go, so hopefully he'll be good this week as well. Uh, Okafor, I'm not sure about. He kind of got his ankles broken last week by Aaron Ro- or two weeks ago by Aaron Rodgers. Uh, it was pretty nasty, so I don't know if he'll be good to go or not, but um, you know he's a nice player to have as well um, there off the edge. So hopefully we'll get those guys back here for the Titans or the Chargers. Um, and, you know... Barring any other injuries, the Chiefs are going to go into the bye week there fully healthy. Um, and, you know, that'll be a nice thing to have uh, f- for the stretch run, especially given that we've dealt with some pretty serious uh, injury issues all season long. Yeah, and I really am looking forward to um, Fisher and LDT coming back. We know that Mahomes is coming off an injury. Uh, we need the best protection we can get for him. Um, yes, it'd be nice to have Clark and Fuller come back, but it- you know, our, our, like we talked about, our D-line has been pretty good. So that's not my biggest concern. Uh, my concern is to keep Mahomes healthy uh, and going forward. We don't want any chance of any chance of re-injury. So uh, putting the, the guys that he's most familiar with back out there uh, will, will definitely be uh, the main concern for me. Um, going forward, uh, I, I think it just really helps out to have all the guys, their offensive line, you know, start building that chemistry again and uh, getting everything back to the way we want it to be for the for the run towards the playoffs and things like that. Um, going on, moving to 
seven and three is, sounds so much better than going to six and four. Uh, it just, I really need to get this win. You said you didn't want to mess around with the Titans. I don't want to mess around either. Um, I, it just it would be really nice. Yeah, I our team is going to be so scary healthy, honestly, on both sides of the ball. You know, our defense, everything's clicking. Our offense is obviously still the, the same uh, beast that it's been the past two years. So uh, I'm very excited for our team to become fully healthy, whether that's this week, next week, or after the bye. But, you know, it's going to happen real soon here, and then teams are going to have a real problem um, with both sides of the ball for once, um, you know, the past few seasons, which will be really nice to see. Yeah, um, and I mean, injuries are going to happen. Um, they always do, but it seems like we've just dealt with an enormous amount of injuries this year uh, to very key players. I mean, two weeks ago, we were missing six starters. Um, so, I mean, that's just ridiculous. And, you know, right now, without those guys, we have the 11th ranked defense, according to DVOA on Football Outsiders. And, I mean, I don't think anybody really expected that, especially without um, the guys that we've been missing. So, um, hopefully we can keep that up, get these guys back. And, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, maybe after the next couple weeks against the uh, Chargers and the Titans here, we can go into the bye week as a top 10 defense and offense. So, you know, that that'd be really, really nice. Uh, the next thing to look for against the Titans is we really need to stop Derrick Henry. Um, I mean, that's a given, obviously. I mean, he's their best player on offense. Uh, they've been switching back and forth between Mariota and Tannehill. It looks like they're going to roll with Tannehill next week. Um, you know, they have Corey Davis, who's a pretty good wide receiver. Um, A.J. Brown has been a decent rookie. Um, but really, it comes down to Derrick Henry. And Derrick Henry's got over 600 rushing yards, six rushing touchdowns, two receiving touchdowns. He's got like 140 receiving yards. Um, so, you know, that's a guy that you really just need to key on um, and shut down. You know, he's a bulldozer, um, 240 pounds. Um, and so, you know, we really need to stack that box. Dare Ryan Tannehill to beat us with his, with his arm. We've said this time and time again. Um, so, you know, we just need to... Uh, make sure that they don't give Derrick Henry um, anything easy to work with. Yeah, we really need to have our, our big guys in there whenever Derrick Henry's in the game. Uh, we need to have Ragland in there. We need to have uh, we need, you know have Hitchens in there. Hitchens, you know, obviously makes mistakes sometimes, but when he's flying around uh, hitting guys, it's it's fun to watch. And we really need to stick it to Henry. We don't need him just sitting over there bulldozing Sorensen and you know, letting it get back to getting back to Thornhill because he'll probably run right over him. Uh, but it's it's it, we he's definitely the the guy we need to watch out for the most part. Uh, I'm not too worried about Tannehill at quarterback or even Mariota for that for that matter. But um, we we have had in the past struggled struggling with you know mobile quarterback, so it's a little better that Mariota's not in um, for us in my opinion. But uh, we definitely need to stop Henry or it, you know. It could be a trap game for us pretty quick. I'm not going to lie. I'm uh, not that worried. Like, I understand that Derrick Henry's an incredible runner, and he's huge, and if he gets to the second level, it's going to be hard. But I feel like our defense at this point in the year is not going to have too much of a problem with him. Um, we know that they have no passing game, you know. So I don't I, – I understand that it's really important that we stop him, but uh, it's not, it's not going to keep me up at night. I feel like the defense is – very comfortable in what they're doing right now and how they're playing. And I, I feel like um, they're going to continue to beat up on this Titans offense. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, 
the the Titans haven't been a terrible passing team this year. Um, I mean, they've combined for 13 passing touchdowns and six touchdowns, or 13 passing touchdowns and six interceptions, um, you know, just over 2,000 yards. Um, but, you know, Derrick Henry is their offense. I mean, that's the guy that they lean on. He's got over 800 total yards and eight touchdowns. So, I mean, that's the guy that we're going to need to focus on and shut him down. And hopefully we're going to go into the Titans game with the same game plan that we had for, for Dalvin Cook. Um, and, I mean, Derrick Henry's not as good of a receiving back as Dalvin Cook is. Um, so, you know, hopefully we'll be able to shut that down um, in terms of, you know, running backs catching the ball out of the backfield. But, you know, da- Derrick Henry is the main guy that we need to worry about uh, going in here to, to Nashville uh, for Week 10 against the Titans. The next thing that we need to um, key on is can the defense beat up on arguably the worst offense that they face? And that's kind of what we've been talking about here. Um, but, you know, our pass rush, we had over 20 pressures, or we I think we had 20 pressures last week. Uh, three consecutive weeks with 20-plus total pressures. Um, I don't know how rare that is. I don't know how many times that's happened, uh, but it seems like a lot. And uh, so, you know, hopefully getting Frank Clark back, we'll have Chris Jones in there as well. Um, hopefully we'll be able to put some pressure on these guys. Um, you know, whether it's Tannehill or Mariota, who knows? Tannehill could get benched in the middle of the game or whatever, but uh, we need to put pressure on these guys, um, force them to beat them with our arm, with his arm, uh, and, and stack the box for Derrick Henry there. Um, engage eight all game long. Just engage eight defense. That's all you need to do. I think I think we'll be all right. Uh, like we said our previous in the in the podcast, our our uh, you know our DBs have been playing great. Uh, they're not that great of a pa- I mean they're an okay passing team. They're not going to be the best passing team we faced or probably already have faced better teams um, and done fine against those. Same with with Dalvin Cook is the leading rusher in the NFL right now and he did he wasn't that big of a big of a stop for us. Um, so I think that we'll be able to handle Henry. I think we'll be able to handle um, you know their offense. I, I'm not saying that it's going to be a cakewalk. I don't, I'm not saying that they're not going to put up a fight at all. But I think we'll be able to handle it. Yeah, I'm fully confident in our defense, and I'm pretty sure that they're fully confident in themselves. So uh, this week should not be too big of an issue. I think we steamroll the Titans, and I think our defense continues to rise the ranks. Maybe it's a 10 before the Chargers. Who knows? Yeah, and and the next thing that we need to watch for um, is just if Andy Reid can find a balance on offense. Um, I I know, you know, we had Matt Moore. Um, Hopefully we'll get Mahomes back this week. Um, but he really just needs to find a balance there. Um, keep this running game consistent. Um, build off of Damian Williams' performance last week uh, and just keep that going. So, I mean, if, if we can come in here and be fully healthy um, with our original offensive line, you know, Patrick Mahomes should be okay, um, and our run game should get going as well. Yeah, I, I think that if he can get a, get a balance going, you know, tr- start trusting McCoy, uh, get to t- Keeps uh, with Damian Williams, you know, give him both equal touches or around that at least. Um, it, it should be fine on, on the running in the running game. Uh, we have backs that can do more than what they have been doing. Uh, we know we saw a flash from Damian Williams last week, um, but I think with Mahomes coming, probably coming back, uh, it'll be everything will get kind of back on track like it was before. I know they were a little bit off, but I think that getting the, getting the snaps and in practice, uh, you know, eventually this offense is going to have to click completely like they were before last year. Um, him and Kelsey and obviously Tyreek's been playing great. 
Um, and it's only going to get better with Mahomes. So look, going forward, um, I'm, I'm pretty confident in this team uh, and more confident on defense than I, I thought I would be uh, coming into the season. Yeah, uh, I think Andy Reid will figure it out. I don't think um, it's going to be too much of an issue. I don't think that the Titans' defense is going to be, you know, giving our offense fits. It might take Mahomes a couple of possessions to get back in, but honestly, knowing him, he'll probably score on two or three plays the first drive of uh, the game. So I don't think the Titans are going to, you know, be a big problem for us. Hopefully we coast and, uh, you know, we in- increase our record and, you know, hopefully we show the the rest of the NFL fans that we are legit and we should be higher in the power rankings. Honestly, I don't care, but I would like to see us higher, um, at least higher than the, you know, the Ravens and getting close to the Patriots, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, really, I, I don't know. I mean, our defense has been playing great. Um, our offense, you know, I, th- I think it's really interesting that we haven't seen our offense at 100% all year long. We saw our, our offense um, at 100% for about five minutes in week one um, before Tyreek Hill got hurt. Uh, they're going to come back in here, and we don't even really know what to expect. I mean, obviously, it's going to be better than what we've seen all year long. Um, you know, hopefully Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey with Mahomes um, and a full offensive line. Uh, we'll just have to see if those guys come out and uh, dominate like they did last year. Um, so just in closing, uh, we finished up our giveaway with the House of Hoodies. Um, so congratulations to the winner of that, and thank you to everybody who participated. We'll have another giveaway coming up here soon. Ori, I know, has something planned um, for y'all. Not sure when we're going to do that, but it, it's probably going to be here pretty soon. Um, but we'll, we'll wait a little bit just to let it simmer for y'all. Uh, we also have the store open. Um, the link is in our bio. Um, so check that out. Um, go on there and make a purchase. And we will also be having um, some new merchandise coming out soon. We have some new designs and stuff like that um, in the pipeline. Uh, just like non-Arrowhead Live designs, just, you know, um, Chiefs-themed and, and Chiefs Kingdom-themed, Patrick Mahomes-themed, stuff like that, uh, that we have some people working on as well. So that's it for episode 24, guys. Um, thank you for listening. Um, check out, like I said, check out the store, um, keep an eye on new designs and thank you to everybody who participated in the giveaway. Y'all have a good night and thank you for listening.